Welcome to Notes from the Kitchen Table, a place where creatives come together to tell their story and where we celebrate kitchen table talent. When starting something magical from humble roots at their kitchen table, we get the tea on all things creativity, what being a creative means to them and their journey along the way. I'm Lauren Alexander, a wedding planner and stylist and champion of small creative businesses. Now make yourself a cuppa and take a seat as we start. Today on Notes from the Kitchen Table, I have the utmost pleasure of speaking to a wonderful florist. A florist who not only have I used for style shoots and also weddings, but she's a florist who I also call a friend. I absolutely love working with Jordan from Jasper and Quinn, and I cannot wait to share with you her thoughts on the wedding industry, on flowers, and as a couple, how you should really be planning your wedding. Um, so first of all obviously where are you based and where do you cover so uh, my studio is in Bristol um, relatively yeah. near the centre um, but I cover well I cover the whole of the southwest really um, although I have I have been to London to do a wedding um, so I suppose it's wherever people want me to go um, if, if you want me to go to Barbados I'd be I'd be up for that <laughs> gonna say where would be a dream location to go oh uh, yeah I think Barbados would be pretty up there um <laughs> I'd love I'd love to I was in India at the beginning of this year um and I was lucky yeah, enough to actually go to an Indian wedding um and that was just so amazing and so I'd absolutely love to go to India and do a wedding over there they certainly know how to bring the flowers <laughs> Uh, tell me about the flowers then what what sort of colors what sort of scents do they have there's just so much joy and positivity and there's just so much there's so much color um I don't know like the the wedding that I was at I, I suppose not all are the same um but the wedding that I was at was there was no particular color scheme it was just bright colors um and the flowers were, if I'm honest, like shamefully, I didn't actually know a lot of them because they were, um, <laughs> yeah, they were native Indian flowers. And we don't actually, um, you know, the flowers that we import um, here in the UK uh, definitely don't come from India ever. Um, and so, mm. Yeah, it was, it was really exciting for me actually to see a whole load of flowers that I hadn't seen before. Fantastic. Um, so have you always wanted to be a florist? Yes, um, as cliche as that sounds, um, when I was <laughs> very little um, and everybody else was kind of, you know, trying on lots of different jobs when they were asked the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? When you grow up? Mm-hmm. Um, I never, ever uh, answered anything, but I want to be a florist. And um, I... Oh was completely at home in the garden I knew all of the names of the uh of the plants and flowers um and uh, even I think it was my sixth or seventh birthday when I was asked um where I wanted my birthday party apparently I said in a garden center um, <laughs> which which didn't happen uh but I, I kind of wish it had yeah I know um maybe they're missing a trick there. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly 
um may, or maybe I still need to make that make that one of my make that happen yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah so get bring get some pims bring you know, bring the food and just rock up to one of the gardens <laughs> exactly exactly um so, so how did you first get into being being a florist was it quite difficult or was did it come quite natural yeah it's a really good question um I went to quite a strict school where uh, being a florist was definitely not an option um, and yeah, it was kind of um, I really loved school and I, I kind of I lost sight of my dream of being a florist a bit and um, mm. I focused mainly on not deciding what I wanted to be and more on getting to uni um, so yeah. I went to uh, Bristol Uni here um, and I studied the closest thing, I suppose, to um, floristry in terms of a, a, in inverted commas, proper proper degree. Um, I studied geography um, and that was amazing. Three of the best years of my life. Um, loved, loved, loved learning more about the planet and how it works. Um, and then after that, I, I got into um, events and marketing um, yes. and again like I absolutely loved working in events and and in marketing it was something that was fantastic um but the more years went by and I was working in increasingly corporate settings um which were a little Mm -hmm. bit less creative um and it was several years ago now um that I came to a bit of a crossroads and revisited my my dream of becoming a florist um and I kind of thought I could quit my job now and give it a go and if I don't like it then I could always go back to my more corporate job um and I just did it one day I handed in my notice and um, oh my goodness yeah (laughs) I uh, took a few months out to sort of gather myself and then I signed up to a floristry school and away I went and since then I haven't I have I honestly haven't looked back it's um that's amazing best decision I've ever made and I'm definitely living out um my absolute dream which is amazing well there must have been like a light bulb moment moment like you say you know going probably nine to five going to work thinking oh goodness is this going to be what my life's going to be like forever um yeah. and actually the, the, there's a lot, lot of bravery there in, in sort of t- sort of taking that chance and the unknown um to to sort of go down that pathway certainly oh, um which has been yeah no definitely mm-hmm. it's I think you know you, that's a, a huge thing to, for people to be able to take away from this so, you know you took that chance and it's, it's really certainly paid off mm-hmm. yeah. um and how long ago was all that um that was 20 oh Christ, I lose time now. <laughs> 2016 was it wow um, so yeah, a while ago it seems like a, a lifetime ago um I just, yeah it, a whole nother life <laughs> yeah I can't imagine life without Jasper and Quinn now um it it Jasper and Quinn is like they're both like my babies <laughs> yeah and where does the name come from? Does, does the name have a story or is it just two, two names that you like? Um, yeah, I guess the latter really. Um, Jasper and Quinn were always, whenever I was playing as, as a kid, um, my toys, my 
dolls my like sylvanians i don't know if you know them um, <laughs> i know yes, yeah i love it i love the little um hedgehog oh, oh the hedgehogs <laughs> amazing yeah <laughs> um but yeah they'd all be called jasper and quinn the heroes and the heroines alike um would all be called jasper and quinn and uh i think i don't know they resemble the two names resemble for me like my kind of alter ego superhero states um Oh, I love that. It made sense for my my business uh, to be, yeah, to be named after them. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I, I love that. I always like finding out because I think naming your business is so difficult. Yeah. And I think I went through, I think, three different Did names you? before. And I'm like, I'm still thinking I shouldn't have named it Lauren Alexander Verdict. I should have definitely have no. <laughs> gone for something that's a little bit more off the beaten path. No, I think Lauren Alexander Weddings just sounds so vogue. It's um that's something really really so vogue, obviously. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh well thank you, making thank you. Um so cool. So in terms of why do you like doing what you're doing? You've kind of highlighted a little bit, but you know, why is it you like flowers? Why is it you like becoming a, or being a florist um yeah it's, it's that's a really good question um because I think although I, I do have a love affair with flowers I think you know they're they're so they're so therapeutic to be around um like working with a natural product is I, I genuinely think it's mm. quite it's quite a healing kind of gentle place to be um and mm. yeah and so I think uh, and and flowers they just they just re- represent so much don't they they're such a positive a positive part of um of our society they have such positive connotations mm. and it's so lovely to be sort of working working with that with that product if you like um but i think more than that i there's a reason that i'm not like um, a florist with with a shop um because the part of my like floristry career if you want to call it that um, that I also really love is the people side. I love, I absolutely love uh, working with couples and having a little yeah. bit more of a, of a um, I guess, a, a deeper relationship with them where I really get to know them. I go on a journey with them. It's, um, it, yes, yeah, so it's not just a, somebody coming into my shop and popping in for a, a quick bouquet. It's kind of, there's um there's more of a relationship there and I am definitely a people focused person I absolutely love being around people Mm. um and so yeah it it kind of being a wedding florist definitely plays to my to my strengths and also to my to my likes um absolutely there's nothing better when you you meet with a couple and you just click and your style and their style you know and you'll be almost able to answer the questions before the question has even been asked um which is it's so lovely which that must be great to be able to then um create that vision in in flowers and and foliage and greenery for them yeah definitely I mean you'll you'll have that feeling too surely because you work your magic in all number of ways I've seen (laughs) it happen so uh yeah, I guess you. you'll, you'll be able to associate with that feeling. <laughs> yeah, and you definitely. I think that's one of one of my big my biggest things I really do enjoy doing. I think you just like sort of said that with couples is when you when you're chatting with them and you you're able to sort of um, I suppose stop stop them worrying about a certain yeah. thing. 
you know be that logistics or you know how do I do this how how does this yeah. happen you know or how do the flowers look and how do how do I think a big thing for me is scent in sort of talking to talking to couples about scents mm. and so often I've had um people say to me oh um I really like these 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 three flowers and actually when we've grown to smell them together they smell <laughs> awful together in one room yeah. and you think oh yeah, okay yeah. so I think you know with a with a florist you know, you've got that nose as well and that knowledge mm-hmm. to be able to sort of say to say to um couples you know what actually you like this flower and you like this flower but they smell awful yeah, together yeah. how about we just try something a wee bit different <laughs> definitely um, so definitely I think also like some couples, amazing I, I get quite a lot of couples coming to me initially and apologizing for the fact that they don't know very much about flowers and so feeling a bit embarrassed about mm. knowing that they have a vision but not really knowing much about flowers and I always have to remind couples yeah. that like that's not their job like they don't they don't need to be an yeah. expert in flowers it took me a really long time to become well I don't even know if I still am an expert in flowers can I call myself that I don't know <laughs> um <but laughs> there's a lot of flowers out there and, and you know there's there's a lot yeah. to know and actually when you're when you're um hooking up with a supplier if you if I can say that um you can uh, say that yeah they your supplier loves the fact that you know they can be the knowledge and the springboard for them mm. for the couple to kind of grow an idea and, and make it into a reality couples shouldn't feel as though they have to come with having done lots of homework you know before the meeting I yeah. feel I always have to make that quite clear to couples that you know there's you don't need to have any anything that you come to a meeting with me with it's just a just a yeah. vision just a vision is good and or something that they don't like so I've always yeah, yeah <laughs> don't like definitely, definitely. <laughs> so tell me about like a typical day then as a florist maybe um I don't know or maybe like how would you um do a typical wedding I suppose how what's your process um so a typical wedding um if the wedding was on a Saturday say um I would yeah uh in the weeks before the wedding I would be ordering their flowers from various different suppliers I always try and use British uh growers where possible and um, got some amazing British growers within 10-15 mile radius of Bristol um so they're always top of my list to use if possible um and if not then I import things um and use some other British suppliers from uh further afield throughout throughout the UK um so yeah I would spend a lot of time at my desk um doing all of that logistical work getting my team ready um and on board and then I suppose the real crunch time starts in the week of the wedding so if it was a big wedding um then work would normally begin on the Wednesday so on the Wednesday and the Thursday I'd have flowers arriving at different times depending on how long they'd need to open um so it's all a big calculation that goes into the flowers arriving so that everything is kind of at their absolute peak and looking their best on the wedding day um because uh obviously flowers need a lot of a lot of uh, TLC and lovely uh, sweet whisperings in the days that go into the <laughs> build up. Um, so yeah, on the Wednesday and Thursday, it would be mainly preparing the flowers. And then Thursday, Friday, it would be building a lot of the 
bigger elements of the wedding um if we were able to be on site um then it would be a lot of preparing the mechanics of a lot of the different installations um and then on the friday mainly the friday we'd be putting most of the flowers in saturday morning similar anything that was a little bit more perishable would go in on the saturday morning um it would be a lot of early starts a lot of late finishes often um and then on the wedding day itself and um, there would be my favorite part which is always going to find the bride uh, and giving her her bridal bouquet because it's like the first taste of her day to come um, and yeah. it's always such a special moment I always feel completely uh humbled I guess that on a bride's most important day of her life I'm able to sort of pop into her little nest and give her the first sort of indication of her day to come um, and that that always feels really lovely um, and then yeah if um, after that uh, the with the ceremonies started and I'm still there then there's a problem so um, normally I'm I'm gone uh, in time before the ceremony <laughs> starts um, and it's normally back home for a stiff gin, gin and tonic and then um, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about your feet, I'm just thinking about your, your poor feet after all those sort of oh. running around and like yeah, late, yeah. Late, so. my Birkenstocks get an absolute battering. <laughs> <laughs> um, fab. I mean, that's such a beautiful way of, of looking at it. Actually, I've never sort of thought about it from that kind of point of view. That you know, that very first moment, be it a buttonhole or a bouquet, you know that 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 moment is the first glimpse of what their you know the rest of the vision is going to sort of mm. entail really yeah. of the day and it's such a massive unfold it must be quite sort of especially with guys you know, when you're getting to know your your clients and your couples that it must be quite an emotional thing as well being able to put you know your love into your work as well and be able to give that over yeah, to them yeah yeah definitely and also I guess emotions are often running high on wedding days anyway and then um, the amount Hugely. of brides that have sort of teared up as I hand them over their bouquet because it's kind of and everybody's going don't cry don't cry because then the is going like, you know, <laughs> um, and I think I don't I don't know about you but I think with bouquets like all you know especially like um the couples that I've had they've said that you know that the bouquet is quite a big thing for the bride because usually the bride will, will choose certain things to be put into her bouquet that will maybe be, uh, you know, a memory or a scent yeah. or, uh, you know, uh, something that has has got a very emotional attachment to it, to a memory, yeah. be it like family, you know, or something like that. Yeah. So actually when you're giving that to somebody, I can imagine it is quite, what you say, a humbling experience. Yeah, yeah it really is, definitely. gorgeous well what would you say obviously every every florist is a different style and um, what would you say that your your style is and and what is your I suppose favorite style to do um so I'd say my style is probably nature-led um so by that I mean very unstructured and following the natural beauty of the flowers and the foliage that I work with um I'd say that there's something probably a little bit unruly about my work um, <laughs> so it's not always behaving <laughs> um, but it's um, joyful and um, 
yeah and and natural and I guess there's a romance to it um there I don't work with anything dyed um or sort of uh treated in any way um and I don't put anything unnatural into my arrangements and there'll be no diamante centers in my roses um that kind of vibe um and yeah, I guess it's also seasonal where possible, um, unless a couple really don't want to work with the seasons. Um, I absolutely love working in a seasonal way. Um, and so I always think that you, you get the best flowers if you if you have seasonal ones because they just look right and happy at that time of year. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess, how you'd describe my work, maybe. <laughs> perfect um and what would you say like throughout obviously through throughout your career to date what would you say has been like your biggest highlight oh wow um I know that was slipped <laughs> that one in um, <laughs> wow um biggest highlight um I guess um I think you may already know this Lauren about um a year into me starting Jasper and Quinn I had a, an inquiry come through um, and I won the wedding without really knowing too much about the couple, only to find that the, mm-hmm. the groom um, was Ricky Wilson from the Kaiser Chiefs, um, <laughs> which was absolutely unbelievable. I think and it, I, I was driving at the time um, and I had to pull over. I just, just like <laughs> couldn't, couldn't see straight. Um, so that was good. Um, there was. How did you find out? Like, did she? Did they just sort of? Was it just in conversation, or did someone tell yeah, you? They, they told me, um, and yeah. just just as a heads up, really, um, which because they wanted yeah. to meet me, um, and so I guess that was nice of them to do that because walking into that room and then realizing would have been a real. <laughs> Like, like double double checking like double looking and also I hate that feeling as well when you thought you knew yeah. somebody and you're like the whole day you can't like concentrate you're like looking at that guy's wearing you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where do I know you from um, no that's a, that's amazing no that's incredible like you're saying you, within your first year having that sort of is incredible to be able to sort of as I say it's a massive yeah I like yeah Excellent. very lucky Perfect. So in terms of um, your favourite things and like on a wedding, it, you know, it could be any point of the wedding day. Would you say that it is the bouquet or would you say when you give over when you give over the flowers or what would you say is your favourite part of the wedding? Day? Um, yeah, I think it's that the bouquet moment is, um, is always a really special, yeah. special and magical one. Um, and mm. I guess there is there is a lovely feeling that me and anybody that works with me on my team will share um, and agree with that when everything is done, when the last flower has been placed and we've done a sweep and know that like everything looks perfect, there's this overwhelming feeling of kind of euphoric relief that, you know, we've managed it, we've nailed it and we can get out of there and let everybody enjoy the day that's happened. That is an amazing, amazing feeling, and definitely keeps 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 us all going when uh, you know we're doing those seriously early mornings and late late finishes. And it's uh, we're always aiming for that you know that feeling at the end where we know we've done an absolutely cracking job. 
Oh, fab. I, I completely agree. I love that moment. My moment, I think it would probably be at, right at the end of the day and they've had, they've, then they're doing oh, the first yeah. dance. Yeah. And like, and they're doing the first dance, you're thinking, oh, now we're on the home straight, but everything, everything that could have gone wrong yeah, has not yeah. gone wrong. Thank you for that you get to <laughs> see that. Like, that's so lovely. Yeah, I know. I'll have to like, maybe like quickly like yeah. WhatsApp call yeah. you so you can see them. <laughs> And I suppose, like, what I'd like to know is, I think everyone has their own kind of pet peeve about weddings, um, whether it's, you know, budget being placed in areas which it doesn't need to be, or it could be speeches going mm. on too long. What would you say is your, I guess, pet peeve of a wedding or things you, you, you wouldn't bother about, you wouldn't bother with? Um, yeah, I think, I think mine is less to do with the wedding itself and more to do with the wedding industry. Um I feel as though the wedding okay. industry, and when I say that, I mean more the wedding media that's out there, put so much pressure on okay, yeah. couples to have this perfect day and tells them what to be thinking about and what not to forget and what to what to focus on and what to be worried about and all of these things. And I, I just think there's there's such a pressure that isn't necessary because when you strip everything back. Yeah. Um, the reason that two people are getting married is because they really love each other and they want to share the love. And I think that I I often say to my clients, when it begins to get stressful, when, when the planning begins to get stressful or it becomes suddenly unenjoyable, stop, like just stop mm. and revisit all of the reasons that you're doing this in the first place and then start um, when you've taken some time out and just recalibrated because it should be such a joyful unique and personal journey that you go on in the build-up to the wedding um and I, I wish I could sort of give give the wedding industry media a good telling off about all of the pre that they do yeah. <laughs> and reminding couples that a lot of these journalists they don't know anything about weddings. They're not wedding suppliers. They're plucking figures out of thin air and they're going on Pinterest and taking it as red. And it just, that, that does make me, it does make me a little bit more annoyed, I guess. And, and um, I feel I have a duty um, as a wedding supplier that, you know, I've, I've, I've gone down the wedding path so many times. Um, yeah, I have a duty to kind of tell, remind couples that, there is no right and wrong way and there is no there are no rules to this um hugely absolutely totally agree with you on that that's a massive thing at the moment I think I think especially with all the uncertainty as well at the moment of well, what what to do and you know what's right to do what's wrong to do um there's there's so much pressure anyway from family and friends be it they mean to put it on you know the couples or they or they don't um, we've got enough pressure as it is in in terms of of that and now with COVID on yeah. top yeah. and I kind of think you're completely right you know the industry at the moment we haven't stopped sort of saying this is what the ideal perfect wed- wedding looks like and I yeah. cannot stand the term your perfect mm-hmm. day because no day is ever perfect be it you know your wedding day mm-hmm. or the day you give birth to your child, you buy your first house or anything like that, you know, because there's always going to be hiccups and it's just, you know, how to, to manage that. And I think if you put that pressure on yourself, that it has to be this perfect day where everything is absolutely spot on and you kind of think, well, you're always going to be looking at something with a bit more of a critical eye. 
and you're thinking well that's not right that's yeah, not straight yeah, yeah. that's not and you think well hire hire the suppliers that you love who you love their work and you trust mm-hmm. and that day will then entail you know will unravel yeah. how it should Thank do you. and um, the hiccups are often the best bit right. they're the bit I love hiccups. <laughs> bit, yeah, actually, there was um, I had a great hiccup where the um, it was later on in the evening, um, and the, the the mother of the groom fell over, lost his shoes <laughs> somewhere, and um, we've got I've got a great photo of the the mother of the groom in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> getting wheeled back from the portaloo <laughs> <laughs> because she'd lost her show. I was thinking, yeah, that's brilliant. We had, you know, we we tried our best to try and get the lighting right and the matting correct. And the matting obviously just caught up with the shoe <laughs> after a few drinks. Um, and she lost her shoe. And I thought that was... But that's the thing, you know, it's quite funny. And it's, you know, you'll remember that. And I think if everything's perfect, <laughs> you know, you're not going to have any of these funny stories to tell no, people. Exactly. That is um, brilliant. I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had um, some wellies in the boot of my car and I thought, you can have my wellies if you like. <laughs> oh, you should not. <laughs> um, I think that by that point, everyone's probably had yeah. a few drinks and they're quite happy to go around there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's much more comfy. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of, I suppose, are there any things you would love couples to know before they come to you? Is there anything that you think, oh, I really would like couples to know this either about me or um you know for couples to sort of think about this before you know that you have a conversation um I guess I try to give the air to people um and to couples and to anyone that wants to um potentially work with me that I'm I'm a human um I'm I've got no um I'm I'm not precious about about what I do I I love working with people and I love working uh, on weddings and so yeah, as I said before, really, I don't, I don't, um, I don't need couples to have come to me having done lots of homework or, uh, you know, being specific about what they want. And if they are specific about what they want and they've done lots of homework voluntarily, then that's amazing. Um, I suppose. Yeah. Um, the, you'll probably feel similarly to this, I would imagine. Um, I, I like to think of choosing your wedding suppliers as like choosing a very niche set of friends. Um, that are like your wedding friends <laughs> that come with you on the journey um, and they are just completely there to support you along the journey um, and get you get you to the wedding and I I have some brilliant relationships with my couples in fact I've gone on to be really good friends with some of the some of the couples that I worked with um, yeah which is so lovely and I that's so lovely. I'd love to be able to sort of stamp that on my forehead and say I'm I'm not some hoity-toity florist that you know is going to need to be have my ego stroked. Um, I, I'm just a person yeah. who's here to to make the magic happen on the day and um, and make the journey as easy as possible. Yeah, I think that's that's a beautiful way of thinking about it as well. Is that you've got you've got your they're they're almost sort of it's like family. Was it friends or family that you choose? So I think like wedding suppliers, you're right. Or your niche, your yeah. niche family, your niche family that will help your wedding to sort of be, you know, just the best day it can be. Mm-hmm. Um. So is is there any advice that you'd have for any newly engaged couples on their upcoming wedding planning? Um. Well, co- uh, COVID specific. Um. I'd say. Um. 
I'd say a little bit of what I said before in terms of like the second that it gets stressful and I know that it is particularly stressful at the moment but the second that it gets stressful that's time to just stop recalibrate remember why you're doing this and then start up again only when you feel stronger and and like you've got your direction again um and I'd say at the moment um there are so many amazing suppliers out there I'm I mean you included Lauren but I I'm seeing so many that are just working their you know socks off to try to make make the best situation possible for the couples that they're working with um Mm. and I'd say so any any uh couples that are planning a wedding at the moment um just reach out like don't don't suffer in silence talk talk to your suppliers um tell them where you're at be honest um and I'm certainly very 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 lucky to be working with so many lovely couples who are being amazing about taking this COVID crisis in their stride and being really upfront and honest with how they're feeling and and in return like I'm really able to help them um, and I feel so invested in their day and so um yeah I'd say being being honest with your suppliers definitely means that you'll get the best out of them. I love that and that I think that's a really good final point to sort of to end on I think I completely agree with you especially in this sort of light of the day when I think couples might be worried to almost reach out to suppliers because again the wedding industry maybe have been the the media have been quite difficult at at present you know blaming the the wedding industry or you know pointing fingers I think that's a really good point is to sort of contact speak communicate to your suppliers and you know from there you'll build those relationships that trust and um, I don't think any wedding supplier wouldn't want to try and help a couple and if they don't Um, then they're probably in the wrong profession yeah (laughs) they're not the not the right supplier for you yeah (laughs) exactly okay well thank you so much for your time today Georgia it was lovely to speak with you and sharing your story it's been been so lovely thanks for having me okay thank you so much to Jordan from Jasper and Quinn it's amazing to learn a little bit more about the day in the life of a florist on a wedding day what truly matters to her and her style and why you should consider Jordan for your florist I would think you would find some amazing uh, inspiration over on her Instagram or her Facebook or head over to her website the links will be in the bio of the podcast and I urge you that if you're in the Somerset southwest region or Barbados you will give Jordan a call to discuss your floristry needs till next time